and this is the art of less doing. I'm going to teach you how to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life, including your health, in order to be more effective. I want you to stress less, free up as much time as possible, and do the things you want to do. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 160 of the Less Doing Podcast. I just got back from almost a week in Europe for the Forbes Growth Summit in Europe. I was in five countries in five days. And so this is going to be uh, not a regular episode. We are going to have a great interview with Rick Thompson, but uh, I just <laughs> couldn't pull it together quite to get the time uh, to, to do a full episode recording today with Felix. So fear not, the next episode is going to be back to normal. And I have some really interesting information for you about how I completely hacked jet lag. So with that, thanks for listening and enjoy the interview. And now for feature interview. So now I'm speaking with Rick Thompson, who is the founder of Done For You Solutions, which is one of the best company names I think I've ever heard. I love it. So Rick, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me. Hey, real pleased to be here, Ari. Thanks for inviting me. So the reason I wanted to have you on here is that I feel like the industry of virtual assistants is almost become commonplace now. And what you're offering is a much higher level, much more integrated kind of service. And uh, which is, which is why it, it warrants explanation. And also um, you have some really cool ideas since we've spoken before, some really cool ideas on outsourcing that I wanted to get into. So uh, first of all, can you just tell everybody what done for you solutions is and sort of how it came about? Sure. Um, so what it is, is basically a, a virtual team uh, instead of a single VA. You know, a, a VA is a great place to start. It's a great addition to your team. But at the end of the day, everybody needs a team. So, ta-da, uh, surprise, surprise, here's a solution to rent a full team. Um, I'm kind of being tongue-in-cheek because everybody else seems to be a, a VA company. And, and, you know, today's day and age business, you've got to have a lot of different people doing a lot of different skills, right? From web development and design and customer support and research and admin tasks. Well, of course, you, you like doing all that stuff yourself, right? I mean, that's always a possibility too, I guess. <laughs> right. There, yes, of course. Um, the other question you asked me is how it got started. So I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, what I consider a parallel entrepreneur because I've got multiple companies. And in another company of mine, uh, I started back in 2003. We used to do a lot of different things in the personal development space, uh, products and online magazines and so forth and so on. And people would jokingly ask me if they could have my team to do their stuff because we cranked out so much stuff. And so then in 2010, I kind of decided to turn the joke into reality and said, why not? And kind of start this whole process of where people could rent out my team. And then we've just grown from there. Okay. So now what does a team typically consist of? For I mean, I'm sure that that... It's hard to do, you know, sort of like, what is the average, what's typical, but what what are, are the various members of the teams you often say, see people needing? Uh, so frequently we do a lot of web stuff uh, because that's the stuff that no one wants to learn and no one wants to do, right? So graphic design, uh, web design, web development, you know, those types of things, whether you need a WordPress site or you're trying to make your current site mobile friendly or, you know, things that um, more techie in nature that people just, the learning curve is just too steep, but they've got to have the results right now. That's probably about half of what we do. 
And then the other half is more admin. It's not something that we can't do, but they're typically time suck type of things. And uh, we only have 24 hours in a day, right? So <laughs> right. looking for options. Well, what about like bookkeeping? Does that come up a lot? Uh, it does. We don't do bookkeeping. That's a great question. We don't do bookkeeping and we don't do content creation. Uh, I'm kind of a, a content snob. So I believe that in today's day and age, if you're going to be competitive in business, your content needs to come from an expert. You know, it needs to come from you or, or an expert that you land or, or a professional ghostwriter. Today, I don't think it works to have a VA write your, your content for you. It's just, it, it's, you know, I'm not knocking my team. Just That's just not, they're not professional writers. They're virtual assistants. It's a very different game. Well, you know, it's, it's funny too, because in my, the way that I look at this a lot of times with outsourcing, and especially in my case, is that my unique ability is to be able to create and curate content. So I really want to be able to do that and everything else can be done by other people or other things. So I, I agree. As it becomes easier and easier and to outsource a lot of the stuff that you really shouldn't be doing, that there is that one thing, that content creation, I think that it becomes even more important for you to be the one that does it. Absolutely. I mean, no, no one's better in the world. At, you know, if you're an expert on something, why would you outsource that? Why not just outsource all the pain in the butt stuff that surrounds it, right? If that's your gift, it's not hard to, for you to create the content. It's hard to have it all formatted and up on your websites or, or your, you know, your podcast audio is edited or you know, all that stuff that somebody else could do. But that's their gift. Yeah. But, well, you know, let's, let's support you on your gift. Right. Exactly. So that exactly. And there was a service this is a couple of years ago, I forgot, but their their tagline was basically like, look, we're, we're not going to create the presentation for your meeting, but we'll order lunch. You know, so it's like, it, yeah, it, it's true. It's supporting the thing that makes you and your, your unique ability. So what, when you're dealing with a team, I'm really interested in this. So like, are, are they physically in the same place? I mean, where where are these people usually located? Not for me. Um, we've got a distributed model. So right, right. now our team they are all in the Philippines, but they're not in one facility. We spread them out around the country and leverage modern technology. It's a distributed network. And do you ever find it challenging managing a, a team that way? That's, um, I mean, obviously companies have remote teams all over the world, but when you're dealing with a virtual uh, workforce that, uh, like virtual assistants and whatnot, do you ever have there been sort of hiccups in the the process to get them working as one fluid operation? Um, not too much for them. The only challenge is if, if a client hasn't worked virtually before, it, it's a, a bit of a different feel, right? A bit of a different uh, learning curve. But uh, I've been working virtually with outsourcers since, well, since 2003. So to me, it's just kind of old hat. And the folks that we hire are all experienced working virtually. So for them, it's, it's pretty smooth. It's just every once in a while, a client is not used to that. They're used to the you know, method of having somebody right there in the office with them. And so and how do you and how do you deal with that issue? Because that's something that I obviously come across with people as well. But how how do you tackle that with your clients? Like what's what's the the easing in process? Well, I think at the end of the day, it's it's still a matter of communication. You know, they're used to having somebody that's like looking over their shoulder or that's you know right there in the room with them, and of course they're they're paying for that kind of privilege. But it's no different on Skype. You can put together a Skype and share your screen. You can have a voice conversation, you know, live with somebody as you walk somebody through. And better yet, you get to do it on your schedule versus them interrupting your your daily workflow, right? So uh, as long as you understand that, okay, they're consciously not in the room with you, but communication is still the number one factor in getting stuff done properly, then you're good to go. Yeah, see, I, I tell people, and I firmly believe this, that if you if you 
issue a task or a project to a competent, and that's very important, but a, a competent outsource provider, and they make a mistake, 95% of the time, it's your fault, in my opinion, because you didn't communicate your needs properly. And it's a really interesting skill set that people have to develop. They just, I, I think that people unfortunately just assume that delegation is something that you can just wake up and do. And it, yep. it, it doesn't work that way because people can't read your mind. Exactly. That's a, that's a great point. As a matter of fact, uh, a number of years ago, the late, great Stephen Covey put together the five levels of delegation. Have you heard about this? I have, but I'd love you to talk about it. So this is something that like nobody talks about, which is shocking to me because everybody likes to outsource nowadays. So there are five levels of delegation. And what you kind of described is what most people want to do, which is like level four or five. Uh, hey, go do this. And it comes back done perfectly. And we're all set. That, that's like wonderful dream world. The problem is, is that it doesn't start there. You have to build it to there. It's a relationship. It starts off at level one, where in effect, the person doing the work for you is like a, in my words, a, a programmable robot. They don't know a thing about what you're doing, or what your business is. You can't make any assumptions. You have to spell it out. You have to, in effect, train that person. This is a new person, just as if you hired them in your office. Regardless of whether they've done similar things for their clients all the time, they haven't ever done it for you in your way, the way you want it to be done. Right. So you start at level one and you work up to level five. You can absolutely get to the point of where you're just passing stuff off and they're knocking it out and saying, hey, boss, it's done. But it doesn't start there. And I think that goes back to your comment of people, just they want that. So they just kind of assume it starts there. Right, exactly. So, and, and I mean, do you have any, do you, I mean, do you just sort of talk people through this or do you have any sort of standard things that you do to help people do, like get that? Yeah, we, we absolutely have a, a getting started document for our clients that we share out that, that talks about a lot of things like this. I have a document on task delegation. What we have found the hard way is to create what we call some best practices document that, hey, if you've got a, a web project, here you go. You know, the, Use this as an idea. If you're doing a design project, here's this. You know, Is it the pitfalls to watch out for, the, the, the tactics you want to use? If you're doing a research task, for instance, here's what you do. So we do our best to, to do some training, but obviously, like you mentioned, it's a skill set. They've just got to learn it as they, as they go, and there's no better time than now to start. Yeah, sure. Now, now th whether this is like tools that you actually use within your teams or not, I'm just curious what some of your top, like your top three uh, you know, tech tools are that you like to use. You know, like mine are like Evernote, Fallout.cc. Like what kinds of things do you like to use when you're working with virtual teams that help you manage these processes? Like any project management software, that kind of stuff? Sure. Uh, so number one, the number one tool overall is Skype. Because yeah. again, communication is number one. I can't stress that enough. But no matter who you're outsourcing, no matter where they are in the world, I don't care if it's the, the neighbor next door, you've got to communicate. So you know, Skype and whatever email you use are probably the top two. <laughs> um, for project management type of stuff, we use Basecamp internally, uh -huh. which is a popular platform, but we tend to adapt to what the client likes. So a lot of clients are using Trello. Uh, that's yeah. out and pretty popular. Yeah, um, I, f I find Trello and Asana to be almost like identical. It's just people have different opinions on them. I, I personally like Trello. Yep, yep. Asana is another great one you mentioned, yeah. So it really comes down to how, how you think and how you act. Because there are, there are, like you mentioned, there are, there are three great platforms right there, and there are other ones as well. So What about Slack? Have you, have you worked with Slack at all? I have not. So I'm, I, do you know about it? I don't, know. Oh, okay. So, well, it, after we're off this call, you should check out Slack. But I, I've been really impressed with it lately. Um, it's basically like a private chat forum for uh, groups and teams, but you can share any kind of content. It's all searchable. It, there's a lot of different plugins and stuff. It's a really interesting platform that gets you out of email. 
uh, and it can integrate with Basecamp and everything else. But uh, anyway, I just I, I find that that's been cool. really useful. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And there's so many great tools out there. Remember, for simple file sharing, Dropbox. Uh, if you've got like process flows, you can use Lucidchart. Yeah, it's a great one. There's a there's for for like process flows as well. There's a, a sweet process platform. There's all sorts of great stuff to to help you organize and communicate what you're trying to to get done. And you know, one of the biggest things that we've seen on our end is that because we work with entrepreneurs and small business owners, and they want to get stuff done, which I totally respect, but they tend to have a, a a gap, if you will, in thinking things through. Like it's one thing to have an awesome idea and then just go do it yourself, right? You don't have to really think it through. You can just you can waste the time and be the inefficient uh, to knock it out yourself. But when you're going to outsource or you're going to have employees or whatever, you have to go through that step of thinking it through, mapping this baby out, because you need to communicate what needs to get done. So unless you want to, you know, uh, bury yourself and commit yourself to doing the whole project yourself. You've got to map this thing out and find ways to share that with everyone on your team so they can get it done and be effective for you. Right. Exactly. So now one thing I'm also curious, because I've, I've obviously interviewed several founders of companies that manage virtual staffs. What about you yourself? You know, what, what, how often, not how often I'm rather, but what, what are you able to focus on? Because you have all these people at your disposal if you really need them. So big picture for my company, there are two focuses that I, I'm, I'm always focused on. Number one is sales, uh, because and, and obviously I want to grow the company. And the number two thing is hiring. So while I do have people in place to do a lot of the initial steps of the hiring process, initial interviews, initial testing, uh, I do do the final interviews myself. So those are my two big initiatives. Uh, I don't get involved in the day-to-day -day of client accounts, but I'm available when, when I need to be. So that's the, I outsource all this stuff to my own company in effect, right? So that I can be the CEO. I can be the president of the company as much as possible and let the team handle all the day to day. Okay. Great. So the last question that I always like to ask on these, on these interviews, and you can interpret this however you like, but what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? So number one, I think it's a mindset issue. Yes. <laughs> I think that there, there, is a, there is a natural tendency in us as entrepreneurs, as business owners, to just get stuff done. And so when something comes up, our natural reaction is, is let's just go do it. Let's just go handle it. Let's get it done. Where the challenge with that lies is that when you consciously step back and you look around at anybody else who has succeeded, any other company. Uh, any other expert or author or speaker who's succeeded at a high level that you'd like to, to copy, they are not working just by themselves. They have a team. So you've got to have a team as well. That's the only way to succeed. So you know, stop having that initial gut reaction of let me just go handle this and start thinking about how to leverage other people. You know, no matter how effective you are, no matter how productive you are, you've only got 24 hours in a day. That's never ever gonna change. But your business can have as much time as it needs. So this is probably number two, right? Is that is that shift between you are not your business. To your business, time is a very, very scalable resource. Whereas for you, 24 hours a day is, is it, no matter how good you get with it. So you know, make that shift and start really realizing that your business is separate from you and that you should be the president or the CEO of that business and run it accordingly. And then number three, three again, to be more effective is just 
keep dialing in how uh, of an effective communicator you are. I know I sound like a broken record there, but over and over and over again, that's the number one fail point for folks who are looking to, to delegate or to outsource. I just I just see it all the time that they they like you mentioned they expect other people to to read their minds and that's a, a sure point of, of failure. Great. So, uh, Rick, where uh, just tell people where they can find out more and hopefully you know sign up for your services. Sure. Thank you for that. So the company is all spelled out. Doneforyousolutions.com. Uh, glad you like the name. The uh, if you want to check out the the trial that we do, you can check out doneforyousolutions.com slash trial. Uh, we do a, uh, a quick offer where I pay for your first hours just to test the system out and see if it's a good fit for you to move forward on an ongoing basis. Awesome. Well, Rick, thank you so much for sharing that insight and the information about your company. And hopefully people check it out. Oh, thanks. I appreciate being here. It's a fantastic program. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. If you want to find out more information of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can go to lessdoing.com where you can look at Ari's blog, see the show notes for this episode, and also look at all the other episodes before this. If you want to send us a voicemail, we would love to hear from you and we'll play it on the show. You go to lessdoing.com, click on contact, and look on the right side of the page where you'll see a, a send voicemail button. Click on that and go ahead and record an audio message for us. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Ari's Twitter handle is at Ari Mizell, and mine is at Felix Bird. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time.